everybody. Welcome to Fresh Out the Podcast. I am Johanan on the Board Game Guru and Game Master Extraordinaire. I don't know who I am or where I'm from, but I'm happy to be here. It's Gary. That's that's Gary speaking. That's the voice of Gary uh, at Casualty CDG on Twitter and everything. Uh, who has amnesia? And I'm the professional media and movie mastermind, the Funhouse, Drew Munhausen. And following Gary in introductions is so difficult because <laughs> just two weeks ago, he he, you guys have to understand, Gary does not give us heads up. No. For, for what he's going to do at all. So two weeks ago for the Halloween episode when we were joined by the devil, oh, yeah. I, I did yeah. not know that was coming. And then I'm supposed to just be, yeah, and yeah, my I name's he'd be booked for that time of year. <laughs> I, it's, it's better because there, there are no notes. That is, there are no secrets. I didn't know I was going to do that uh, on Halloween, and I didn't know what, <clears throat> that I was going to do that now, today. So I, I would give you a heads up if I could. Well, I don't mind. as I as I had talked about uh, on our last episode, which we had recorded early, um, you know, we were going to be doing some traveling and stuff and having, an, you know, some time away. And I know Gary, I've, I've been talking to Gary offline a bit. Uh, uh, he's mentioned some things about his trip, and I know that he was very taken with his trip. So, Gary, is there anything you want to note about your your ex- recent experiences? Yeah, I don't want to live here anymore. I've been to different places in my life, right? Like, I've been to New Orleans, like, ten times. And I've been to Orlando, and I've been to Arkansas, I've been to San Francisco, I've been to New York City. And everywhere is fine. Some places, not so fine. But, you know, I didn't really want to live anywhere else, ever. Uh, I've went on, I've gone on cruises and seen some Caribbean islands that are very pretty, but I don't want to live there. Uh, just places, you know, that I nowhere ever, <clears throat> I never wanted to move there. Uh, New Mexico, Northern New Mexico is something completely different. Uh, yeah, I was totally taken by the mountains and the nature, uh, coming in from Texas, you go through like an enchanted valley with trees and mountains that go from you can't see out the windshield it's just a mountain from the bottom of the horizon to the top of the horizon and that's all you see is a wall of mountain and trees and fog and rivers and snow slopes uh and that valley exits into uh taos county in new mexico and so it's like the first city outside of this beautiful valley at the base of 360 degree mountains Yes, I was taken, uh, being from Houston, which is just a swamp and pastures full of cows. Uh, <laughs> Taos was, it kind of felt like Austin. It was colorful, and it was hippie, and it was vibey. But they didn't have signs everywhere that said, keep Taos weird. They're just fucking weird. Uh, it's, 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 not a, it's, it's just normal for them. Uh, there's a huge Native American population in Taos. It's the oldest inhabited city in North America. Um, there are people who live in the mountains who grow weed and live off the grid. They just live in like cabins. <laughs> they come down once a week and they're weird as hell and everybody loves them and they add some weird thing to the culture. Uh, just friendly, strange folks out there. Uh, absolutely loved it. I would love to live there. I would love to go back. My grandma loved it. My uncle loved it. Uh, I also love it. What an amazing place. So, 
needless to say, you know, when it was time to come home, you were not ready to come home. I, I, and I say that because like, typically, I mean, is that right? Is that the right assumption? So I'll do you one worse. We actually, we were going to stay at another place on the way back, like a campsite or something, but we forgot to book one. Uh, we just and so we we just assumed we were gonna stay in Tau I, mean, I guess we just didn't think it through, and so we thought we had one more day, and so at like midnight, we were like, "Oh shit, we have to leave in the morning by ten a.m." And so like there go all your plans for the next day. You just have to pack, pack, stay up late. And so yeah, like I was not ready to come back. Absolutely, and on the way back home. We're, like, looking on uh, Zillow for houses, you know? Like, how much to rent a house? How much to buy a house? Like, we we don't just want to go back. We want to be there always. We had a to-do list of, like, 25 things, and we got to do, like, four. Like, it's, we didn't even touch the tip of the iceberg. We did things we didn't even know we were going to do, like go out and drive off on the plateaus because they have driving trails and then we drove cool. past an active, or not an active, a dormant volcano that has driving trails to go up. We're like, what in the hell? Like, where are we? What is this place? Like, uh, there's nothing around here by comparison, uh, it, for, for me anyways. There's a lot of stuff to do in the city, but I guess I just don't... I grew up in the city. I think I've had enough. Yeah, I just... I know that I've been to a lot of wonderful places and been on some great vacations, but typically at the end, whether it's a cruise or even being like at an all-inclusive resort somewhere or whatever it may be, usually by the end when it's the day before I'm about to leave, I kind of have that feeling of, this has been nice, but I'm ready to go home. I think um, that's... No, that's, no, no. If I, I could have made a, a phone call and just traded my house for a, a house up there, I would have not come back. Just, I'll figure out my clothing, I'll figure out everything else, just trade the house, and I'll stay here. Wow, you well, really I'm, liked it, huh? Oh, I loved it. Absolutely. It's nice. I'm, I'm happy for you that you had such a great experience. I'm sad for you that you had to come back to a place that you are not as um, charmed by. I'll say. It's You know, it's okay because uh, I talk to a lot of people who say they wanted to move somewhere but blank, like they had kids or they, there was a better school district or they had a better job opportunity. But I'm at a point in my career and in my creative life where I, I think I can survive if I move there. And there is nothing binding me here like the rest of those things. So I'm thinking kind of like, why not? You know, let's let's go do that. That really seems like, even if it sucks, at least it'll be beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, I've never moved to another city either. I would, <laughs> I'd like to give it a shot. I'm scared by it. Understandable. Yeah. I've always lived in Houston as well. Um... Jahan, did you have any recent travels or anything? Yeah, we went to Renfest, man. Oh, that's right. Yeah, how was that? I went to Renfest with uh, the whole Vaughn clan and Jenny. Uh, my younger brother actually joined us. Uh, we had... It was a lot of fun. Uh, we went up Friday, set up our campsite, hung out, you know, drank a bit. Uh, campfires, marshmallows, that kind of stuff. I got a picture of a methed-out dragon on... Uh, up on the screen for those who are watching the the plushies for the Ren Fair Dragon. He looks 
like he's on meth and it's very on brand because like red fist i i have a question yeah did your girlfriend fiance see robert's beanbag uh (laughs) potentially uh she may have uh robert was wearing a kilt and it was dark, and he was, you know, commando. Uh, and she might have seen his beanbag. And you know what? It's hilarious. I Did mean, you say I, one night at Rinfest or two nights? Oh, we stayed Friday night and Saturday night. Oh, wow. Yeah. Gross. Uh, Kian, my younger brother, came up Saturday, uh, and I helped him put up his first tent ever because uh, he's never been camping, so that was a cool experience. That is cool. Uh, picture of me and him setting up the tent. And then uh, he also bought a kilt, so he went all in. Uh, he was wearing the whole thing. Uh, he had a good time. It was cool. Uh, you know, we got we had a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. Good to see everybody, seeing Kayvon and the whole. Here's a group photo. Uh, we got, you know, the whole Vaughn clan. It's very nice seeing them. I love Vicky. Vicky's so nice. Uh, you guys both know. And yeah, I'm sure both of you were invited too. So you just couldn't make it this time. Um, a lot of fun. I didn't drink as much as I usually do. Kind of had more of a chill time, but I enjoyed it a lot. That's that's usually how my uh, outings have been too. As I get as I get a little bit older. Yeah, drinking in public has really become less cool with age. <laughs> yeah, I just don't want to get really drunk and have to deal with the porter potties and all that stuff. And I just don't want to have to get really drunk and deal with myself stumbling around when you're like <laughs> 315 pounds and being an asshole is just why do that? Fair, fair. Yeah, no, actually, <laughs> yeah. so uh, point of fact, the porter potties this year it's under new management, the rent fair campgrounds, and the porter potties were like immaculate. All day, every day. And I was like, how are they? Yeah, I think they did really good to hear because they are generally some of the worst (laughs) portafoles. They get really gross. But no, it was uh, good times. I had a lot of fun. Uh, I go all the time. So I didn't buy anything this year, though, and I'm proud of myself. Did you know this past year, uh, or this past summer, RenFest was looking for podcasters to, like, be the official Texas RenFair podcasters? Oh, dang. We We should hit them up. It was before we had started Fresh Out the Podcast, or just right at the beginning, and I I added them on Facebook, and I had like 40 people give us likes and thumbs ups, and I was like, I wonder if I could screenshot this and send them an email and like actually do this, because we've been lifelong fans. Yeah, I've been going, uh, my parents were going to Ren Fair before they had children, so... And my dad was selling beer at Ren Fair back when he was, like, 18 or 19. My mom told me a story about some, like, woman dressed as a wench sitting on top of an arch when they came in, uh, like, <laughs> insulted my mom, like, a lot. <laughs> and she was like, what the fuck? She was, like, all mad because she didn't, she wasn't used to it yet. She didn't understand the, that's how it goes there. But, yeah, it was a lot of fun. Got to shoot some bows and arrows, throw some axes, uh, drink some mead. Uh, and hang out with friends. It was cool. I actually, we're recording this on a Saturday night, and I am actually going to the Ren Fest uh, tomorrow morning, but just mm. not to stay overnight or anything like that. I, you know, I have an almost two-year-old, so it will be a get there right as it opens, probably hang out for like two hours or so, and then head on out before uh, before she's ready for a nap. So it's a lot different as a parent and everything, yeah. <laughs> but I still always like to go... Uh, at least make an appearance 
once or twice during the season. I uh, I didn't go last year because of just where we were at with COVID and yeah, same. whatnot at that time. So it's I'm okay. Last year was bad. Go visit. <laughs> last yeah. year there was a fire and somebody at the campground got shot by a gun. So <laughs> you know maybe last last year was the year of the miss. Yep. Yep. So uh, they um, have a whole new section now too. They added a whole little area uh, with new shops and stuff. It's really nice, and they have this giant wooden pirate ship uh, that wasn't there before. Cool times. Oh, I saw the yeah, I saw the picture of that mm. pirate ship that y'all shared. It looked neat, and I believe it had Robert's name on it, which I thought was funny. Yes, it was like the SS Wallace or something. Or yep. So um, well, that's y'all had exciting weekends. I. Um, I also traveled. I just went to Kentucky to visit uh, some family on my wife's side, and it was just a very um, relaxing, enjoyable weekend. I think you know, there's a uh, a lot of people like to go to Kentucky and do like the the bourbon tours and things like that. Which you know, again, I have an almost two year old, so all of our outings were family friendly things. Like we went to a dairy farm <laughs> and I saw a lot of cows. And actually though, there I had, we had ice cream at the dairy farm. That was legitimately some of the best ice cream I've ever had in my entire life. So <laughs> I'm, I'm not even kidding you. Nice. I would rather go to a dairy farm Same. than to a whiskey tour. I'm a, I, I've never been a big drinker. So yeah. Same. Without a doubt in my mind, it seems way more fun to go to a dairy farm and talk about and laugh at fat cows and, to, and milk them. <laughs> to be fair about having a kid, though, few things are more Kentucky than getting drunk with a baby. So, <laughs> now, I've been to a dairy farm once uh, in Mexico. Uh, my aunt took me. It was like this middle, like out in the middle of nowhere. It was a gas station slash dairy farm, and they had a store attached where they made. Like, all cheeses, yogurts, blah, blah, blah. It was fantastic. You know what's cool about the Mexican dairy farms is the cows actually don't have milk. What do they have, Gary? Leche. Okay. Okay. <laughs> you know, fair enough, Gary. Fair enough. Well done, sir. Thank you. We, we also went to a <laughs> apple orchard, but there's not too much to add. It was kind of out of season. Like, they mm. obviously their big crowd is in the fall you know before halloween and the lead up to that so we, we went the weekend after and there's just nobody there but it was still like the weather was beautiful it was nice actually the weather was amazing the whole time we were up there i mean you'd wake up and it would be in the in the 20s and there'd be frost you know on the grass and then by the afternoon it would be you know in the mid 50s and that was about as as warm as it got maybe maybe hit 60 one day but so compared to houston where it had still been you know, in the seventies plus, uh, prior to us leaving, that was, that was kind of nice. So it, I didn't even, I didn't even pack shorts mm. on my trip. So that, that's telling you something as, it, uh, it was freezing, uh, at night when we were camping though. It was awful. It was so cold. Yeah. It was dropping into like the high forties. So the, the temperature up in New Mexico was similar. 20 degrees in the morning, frost on the Jeez. cars. But then the sun would come over the mountain. And as soon as the sun came over the mountain, it would light up the entire valley at once. And in like 15 minutes, all the frost would melt. And it would be like 75 degrees and sunny all day. It's kind of baller. Yeah, it was super baller. Everyone just stayed inside early because like there's ice. And so like nowhere opens until like 9 or 10. 
<laughs> Everyone just kind of has awesome. a slow morning. Yeah, dude. Well, um, anyway, I so well. It's, I love hearing about y'all's trips, honestly. And the only reason that I'm pushing us to move forward now is that um, Disney Plus Day took place as at the time of this recording. This took place yesterday. And um, I knew I I think I made a joke about it. We joked about it on one of our last episodes just about like it being a holiday or like this self self declared holiday by Disney or or something. Um, And uh, I knew that they were putting a bunch of stuff on the service that day. Nothing that I was too interested in necessarily or or I should say stuff that I hadn't already seen. Like I had already seen Shang-Chi and Jungle Cruise and stuff like that. So. Um, but I was not expecting the whole onslaught of announcements that they had yesterday. Um, but did y'all hear about how they kind of botched some of this stuff? It's kind of funny. Uh, no, I did not. I did not hear about that. So they announced Disney Plus Day did all of their announcements via Twitter. That was their primary way of communicating it. And they did it in one tweet thread. Mm. So just replying to each tweet with the new announcement that would tag some, some new celebrities in it with them, maybe doing a video intro to something and then maybe an, a logo beyond that, whatever the problem was they were tweeting all these things out and replying, but not removing the at mentions from previous tweets. Mm-hmm. So like, so like Zach Braff announced a new cheaper by the dozen movie. And that was early on. Well, then every single tweet that followed that he would have been attached to because his was early on. So imagine all the thousands of replies <laughs> from fans commenting on this stuff. The, the, all the celebrities that were tagged in these tweets mentions just had to be going off the charts yesterday because they were tagged in every single tweet that followed. And the best part is there's a show that they announced. It's a Nat Geo show that, um, with Will Smith and they tagged the wrong Will Smith in it. They tagged like, (laughs) he's like a software engineer or something. So like this guy who's not the famous movie star, Will Smith, just is, was getting blown up yesterday. I I want Um, them to do that to me. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so it's just it was just kind of chaotic and and another just very strange thing that they decided to do which i, I get it but i don't they had some um clips that they would tease in the tweets but they would say go to the disney plus app or go to disney plus to watch it yeah and they didn't put the videos in the tweets or they didn't put them on youtube and so you had to be a subscriber mm. to see it but the problem there is, you know, which they're trying to get more people to subscribe. But then also, like, all the people who already care about the Marvel shows are probably already subscribed. So it's just it's just very, that, very that, that's strange, a strange way of, of promoting it. Now, that being said, there were some announcements and things that came out of it that I thought were were neat, Bananas. I guess. Um, So I guess... Some of the things that we'll talk about here are going to mix into our fresh out the the box takes um, later on, because I know, like, Gary, some of the things you watched recently are things that dropped on Disney Plus Day. 
so we can, so I guess we'll start with that. We'll start with like the things that dropped on Disney Plus yesterday. That oh. I think the, are we going to talk about the trailers that dropped on there also, or just the movies first? No, we can talk about the trailers. We'll talk about everything. I, th- I, I would just, just I'd like to just talk about Moon Knight right out the gate. I just want to yeah, yeah. Know, um, so do I it. don't I don't like Oscar Isaacs. Uh, I know. I just <sighs> I think he is just such a regular fucking guy. Uh, <laughs> That's all I think. I just think he's such a fucking regular guy. Um, Moon Knight looks uh, good. Uh, gosh, I just want to fight you right now, but <laughs> just go go on. I okay. don't want to fight you, but I strongly disagree. Uh, Moon Knight looks good. The It was just a teaser trailer, uh, but I wanted more. I was upset when the teaser ended. I, I'm hungry for more. They did a good job with the teaser. Uh, the busted up bathroom. I already want to see that fight. The like you had me at zooming through that busted up bathroom. Dude. Oh my god! Um, then the, the the jump across the street with the moonlight in the background was just a fucking cool shot. Uh, they got me, man. I'm I'm interested again. I think I'm still gonna hate him after Moon Knight, but I think I'm gonna like Moon Knight. As much of a Marvel head as I am, Moon Knight is one of those characters that I know of. And, like, you know, you could show me a picture of him and I'd say, yeah, that's Moon Knight. I would know him. But I have not really read too many of his arcs or know too much. Because doesn't he have, like, a like a, something up with his personality or something that... Yeah, yeah I'm pretty sure he's an ancient Egyptian god. Mm. It's kind of. It seems kind of Doctor Fady. I also don't know a lot about it, and the arc mm-hmm. of his that I read, uh, his personalities. It was so good. His multiple what, personalities. Personality is that what it is? Multiple personalities. Yeah, he had multiple personalities, and uh, in the one I read, I don't think it's like how it actually is, but the one I read, it was Spider Man, Captain America, and Wolverine were his three other personalities, and it was awesome. Usually, the other personality is the the ancient demon or the ancient egyptian god i think it's the god of death uh that lives in his mind i think he actually has other ones too though and it's like sort of a curse and it's sort of a magic item and he blacks out and does moon knight i unsubstantiated claim here i heard i from twitter or something that mahershala ali's blade might make a sneak peek in this series and like the height of hype that I'm so like, I can't wait for blade blade is one of my favorite Marvel movies ever. Yeah. And he's also an amazing actor who is going to totally crush it as blade. If there was anyone besides like 10 years ago, I'd have told you only Wesley Snipes could ever be blade. And then like maybe four years ago, I would have been like, yeah, you know what? Mashrash Ali, he could be blade. And then here we are. Yeah, we we get our dream casting. I've seen God. some pictures. Uh, he, he, he was also sick in Luke Cage. Sp- yeah, he was. He was absolutely not spot on. Uh, actually, there's a tweet uh, from Wesley Snipes saying like, "You go get it there, buddy," to Mahershala Ali. So that's exciting. He kind of passed the torch a bit. Um, Which probably was a reluctant tweet. I think Wesley Snipes just really was hanging on to that role for a while. I think he loved being Blade, so I know that's probably tough for him to let go of. I'm sure it is. Uh, He was so good as Blade. Uh, And I mean, and I I see a lot of like memes and stuff of like, uh, like that was the first Marvel movie that was radar. And it was the first Marvel movie uh, movie with a black lead. And it came out, what, like 
I don't even know. Was it in the late nineties or early two thousands? No, it was probably two thousand one or two thousand two. I mean, jeez. It would have been after the Matrix, and the Matrix was ninety nine. They came. They came out with a banger early, man. And that's all. That's all I know. Yeah, those Blade movies went hard. Yeah. Blade. The first Blade was actually ninety eight. Oh so shit! See, I knew. I knew Good it was early nineties. Yeah. I know my Blade. Uh, and then the second one might actually be my favorite. Blade two was two thousand two. Might be my and favorite. Blade one. Trinity was 2004. No so one likes go. that one, but I think it had merit. It was fine, but two was the best one. You're absolutely right. Two is the best one, but the third one has Triple H. So, <laughs> um, I do uh, agree that I'm intrigued by Moon Knight. They also showed glimpses in that little tease, which again, that Marvel series uh, overview was all. They might have it on YouTube now, but when I went to look at it, it was only on Disney Plus at the time. But it did, like, the Hawkeye extended trailer is what I saw. Okay, so I didn't really care about Hawkeye until that extended trailer, and that looks baller as fuck, girl. I'm gonna watch the shit out of of that. It looked pretty action-packed, at least from that little glimpse, so if we're getting a lot of stuff like that, I'm I'm all in, too. And they started playing, you could see it in the... uh the trailer they started playing him losing his hearing uh which it seems like they're going to explore that deaf hawkeye uh line so and uh so there was so there's the hawkeye trailer that led into the glimpse of moon knight a glimpse of she hulk a glimpse of uh miss marvel and then I think that's when it just started doing a barrage of all the the Marvel shows coming out. And I know um, as soon as I saw the Marvel Zombies show pop, I knew that Jahan was... <laughs> was I... You no, know, I just felt good for you, Jahan. I, I knew that's, what, that's all you asked for. I yelled in my living room. Uh, yeah, no. After the Marvel Zombie What If episode, I immediately tweeted with like, I this is probably the greatest episode of television I've ever seen. I need a series, and then boom! Like a few months later, boom! Just I, ah, oh, I'm not going to freak out on you guys, but I want to. I am. So, <laughs> oh my god! Like, what are they even gonna do? What's it gonna? Oh man, I don't even know. I'm so excited. I understand, and and that there are some. You know, I think there were some shows we knew that were coming, like they had announced previously. You know that they were doing Secret Invasion, and we saw a little glimpse of nick fury and that and then we knew about um i knew that they had announced you know iron heart and some of the other ones armor wars i think was another yes. one they there was a, those had all been announced previously i can't remember if the um agatha house of harkness show had it been previously announced rumored. rumored okay well there you go and that's confirmed and then the one that I think surprised me the most was the X-Men 97 yes. uh, series. That I, will be coming I wore my the, X-Men 97 shirt. That continues the, that show, which I know, especially for, I feel like, our generation, people our age, um, you know, 97, I, I would have been eight years old. So, like, this this show just hits right, Same. you know, is Aimed have, right have you guys us. gone back and watched this show recently? I bet Jahan has. Yes. I bet Drew has. <laughs> yes, I have. No, I have not. Okay, it's fucking trash. It's not, and it does not, <laughs> oh, it does not hold up that well. 
so I hope they bring in some new writers and keep the same styles because if they if they write that same style, that shit is bad. Well, so something that like modern cartoons have uh, now that they didn't before is like people who are writing them taking it very seriously and telling very real, relatable stories that adults can enjoy. Uh, it's become much more common in cartoons. I feel lately. There's somebody out there that just heard Gary destroy the X-Men cartoon, and they're crying right now. <laughs> Look, man, I'm a huge fan, too. Uh, it has a lot of cool fights. You get to see your favorite characters. Uh, I also went back and watched the Spider-Man from the 90s cartoon because I was obsessed with it when I was a kid. Not as good. They do a lot of weird animation stuff that I hate, and a lot of it has, like disconnected stories they pick up in the middle of stuff uh it's not it's like they don't care to actually i don't know but yes new episodes of x-men 97 coming out that i'm excited for i'm still gonna watch them what one of the shows they announced too was was called echo and i Mm. honestly didn't know who that was like i'm embarrassed to say and i literally had to google echo marvel and apparently she's the adoptive daughter of the kingpin Mm. and a supporting character in daredevil comics so i know that it's been rumored rumored. yeah the um uh kingpin from the daredevil series yes as as portrayed by oh Gary's got a very, very <laughs> I fucking look. love Vincent D'Onofrio. Yeah, Gary's a huge fan. Oh Dang. man, Vincent D'Onofrio is the shit. Uh, he's great in everything he's in, mm-hmm. from Full Metal Jacket to Law and Order to his portrayal of Wilson Fisk. Uh, such a good fucking kingpin. If we got more kingpin, that would just be the shit. There's been all kinds of rumors that he could potentially even show up in uh, Spider-Man No Way Home or that he could be in one of these series here in the future. Um, We'll see. We'll see. Uh, uh, Like, I could even see him popping up in the Hawkeye series or something that like that seems like a suitable place that he could show up. I I have no idea. I haven't I don't read all the rumors where, you know, all the super nerds post online. You know, I get a lot of my TikTok. There you go. So, you know, but I but I at least know that the rumors are out there. So them doing a, an Echo show mm. to me seems to add some credibility to those rumors, because as of right now, we don't have the Kingpin in the official MCU, just the kind of associated MCU Daredevil show. But I know that everybody loved the Vincent D'Onofrio so, Kingpin in that show. Going off of the Netflix Marvel shows here. I don't know if it was a real picture, but I saw one of, what's his name, John Burtonall, the Punisher, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. in an Iron Man Punisher suit. And I think he was rumored to be in Armor Wars. I don't know if that's true. I saw a picture, but it, I, I have not found anything to back it up. Uh, and so there's a very real chance that these Netflix shows might... They've been talking about it. Charlie Cox uh, was talking about maybe they were going to pick him back up. And he was such a good Daredevil. Fantastic the, Daredevil. The Punisher show that they did that spun off of Daredevil with John Bernthal, was that, did they do one season of that or two? Dose. They did two seasons. Okay. Yeah. Um, that goes to show you how much of it I watched, which is <laughs> none. I, I, watched, I watched all of it. He sounds sad about it. 
<laughs> yeah, it, was, it wasn't very good. You only needed to watch like the first episode and the last episode of both seasons. All the all the middle was just exactly what you would expect it to be. Yeah, I mean, it's the Punisher doing Punisher stuff. Uh, you know, if you if you're not a fan of watching the wicked be punished savagely uh, by a former Marine, it's not for you. <laughs> want to see the Punisher running around shooting bad guys and a bunch of nameless goons swinging in through windows getting their asses beat all day. That's what happens for the eight episodes in the middle. Uh, there's plot in the first one and the last one. Yeah. No, definitely. I See, I liked all the Netflix uh, stuff except uh, obviously the same thing everyone hated, Iron Fist. Mm. I, I... The first season? Eh. The second season sucked, and the end of the second season was dumb as shit. Have I ever told Period. you how in love I am with his catchphrase and the sheer fucking <laughs> inaccuracy of it? Uh, I am the immortal Lion Fist, uh-huh. sworn defender of Kun Lao. Kun yeah. yeah, but he's not immortal, and he's not defending Kun Lao. So I will go with you on the second one. The first one, the Iron Fist is immortal. He's not yeah, but immortal, but the concept. It's go okay. back to the dragon. Like, it, bitch, no, you aren't. I'm the immortal <laughs> dragon. Like, no, you're not. You're just some fucking guy standing here. You're just a dickhead in the street. You're not defending Cunning. It would what be like doing? Harry Potter running around going, I'm a wizard. Yeah. Yeah. No, you're not wrong. Sworn defender of Hogwarts. You're like, what the fuck is that? Why would you tell me that? Why aren't you there if you're the fucking defender? Like, what was happening? I'm the immortal wizard. You're not immortal. So I'm going to step in here just to (laughs) to, uh, interject and just say, obviously, the Disney Plus Day stuff got all the Marvel fans talking about everything Marvel. Because, you know, it's got us talking about the old Netflix shows. It's got us talking about... Iron Fist, for some reason, is kind of <laughs> talking about, um, you know, the characters that we've never heard of, that we don't know. And, you know, I'm not going to, again, I'm, I'm not going to go through every Marvel show that they listed. There were a lot. Um, but the 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 point is, if you're a Marvel fan, there was plenty here for you. Lots. And there was, if you're a Star Wars fan, <laughs> there you, you was nothing. No, you didn't get anything for Disney Plus Day. Oh, I opened the Disney Plus app that day, and I watched the Pixar one, and then I I let a few hours go by, and I watched the Marvel one, and then I scrolled through the app, and then I went up and down, and I scrolled through the next page, and I was like, where the fuck is the Star Wars shit? (laughs) Like, what do you, where is it? And there's only the uh, the Book of Boba teaser, and that's it. Maybe they're saving it for uh, May the 4th, because there's already a Star Wars day. Maybe they did do an Obi Wan Kenobi um, right. little reel, and which just it didn't feature. I don't think any of the real footage from the show. It all was a interview with Ewan McGregor speaking about you know, and the director just kind of talking about what to expect from the show, and it showed concept art, and that was really it. And I I was fully expecting to get a a real trailer did, did for you? the show. Did you see the Willow teaser? No. <laughs> I saw that it was there. I oh didn't watch it. Oh my god, you guys have got to go watch it. Are they it is remaking funny it? As fuck. 
Now, well, yes, they are making it, and it's host. The the trailer is like a behind the scenes like mockumentary with Warwick Davis, and he's walking around like talking to the cast members, and they're all just like blowing him off and making jokes. Like it, it's the whole thing super funny. Instead of being like a look at Willow, it's it's like all the actors shitting on Willow for not being as good as Lord of the Rings, and then him making fun of the actors for their stupid stage names. Like it's the whole thing's great. You gotta check it out. I didn't see that. Yeah, I I highly recommend it. It's only like a little three minute teaser, and it's a lot of fun just showing off their personalities. See, also real quick, I did. I said the She Hulk trailer, awesome, looks great. I'm excited. Uh, I didn't get a lot out of that trailer. I'll watch it. I just, it didn't hype me in any way. There wasn't much there, but I'm excited. I I can't wait for She-Hulk. It was cool to see Hulk Banner in Hulk Banner mode being Hulk as Banner, so that's something to look forward to. Whoa. Hulk Banner in Hulk Banner mode being Hulk as Banner. Okay. Okay. Mm. All right, I'm with you. I'm with you. Okay. Uh, (laughs) There was also a wealth of just Disney spin-off series for the actual Disney animated properties. You know, there was a little tease for the Baymax show that's based off <gasps> of um, Big Hero 6. Nice. I'm going to watch were... that show. I'm going to watch every episode of that show. I Yeah, I probably, probably will too. Yeah. Big Hero 6 was fire. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the Zootopia show and the, there's a Tiana spinoff from Princess and the Frog and there's more Cars stuff. And the, I mean, there's like <laughs> the pretty much... Cars. The Cars thing, I don't understand, and I don't know what's going to happen. Because it was like cars on the road, and they, like, what I saw, they were all outfitted like road warriors from Mad Max. And, like, are they going to kill each other? Like, what's happening? The, the, uh, the other thing, too, that's kind of interesting is we're finally starting to see... Well, not finally. There's been some of this already, but we're really starting to see some of the Fox integration into Disney with mm. these properties. You know, as we know, Disney purchased Fox within the past couple of years. And now, like, there was a trailer for a new Ice Age movie that will be going directly to Disney Plus, And that's, you know, part of the Fox acquisition. Um, they did announce on Disney Plus Day that there would be a uh, a Predator prequel series that would be on Hulu. Yes. It's called so not on Prey. Disney Plus. It is called Prey. Yeah. So th- that's part of that um, as well. So, you know, and then there's stuff like that they've been teasing for a long time, like Hocus Pocus 2 and mm-hmm. things like that, that, you know, just not surprises, but they finally are starting to show images from it or just give more updates or, or more clear release windows. Um, so, yeah, I think that's... Oh, 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 oh. And then also, of course, they have um, National Geographic under, you know, has (laughs) its own section on Disney Plus. And Gary and I, in particular, were both very um, taken or fascinated with a certain trailer. Gary, do you want to introduce this? (laughs) Yes, there appears to be an action-packed series coming out. Uh, that shows all sorts of different extreme sports. Uh, But one person in particular is doing all of these extreme things, pushing their godlike physique to the limits. It is Chris Hemsworth without a shirt doing things like walking around and jogging and being strong and bungee jumping and being Chris Hemsworth. 
So I think Drew and I are just going to watch it and pretend not to drool over Chris Hemsworth and try to gain some sort of value out of that show other than, good lord, look at Chris Hemsworth. I'll watch it and openly drool over Chris Hemsworth as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The range of emotions that I went through watching this trailer are, are way more intense than you ever would expect because it kind of right there with you. It started with why is Chris Hemsworth getting a National Geographic branded show? That's weird. And then it came to then it started as that's not fair that Chris Hemsworth gets to do all this cool stuff because he's a famous actor. And then you start watching him and then you it goes to it's not fair that there's a man on this earth that's as good looking as Chris Hemsworth is. But then it turned from like a jealousy anger to a fascination of like I don't I don't think he's a human. I like he <laughs> I know he plays Thor in the Marvel movies, but like he really might be a god. I, I don't know. Like this Here dude is I'm just... just going to push my body to the limits as I dive into the polar ice caps at the North Pole. Here yeah, he I'm was like climbing push, a rope to like a push gondola. Push my body to the limits while I climb up a mountain. It was yeah, dangerous shit. It looked awesome. Looking completely unimpressed as there's experts telling him that he could die doing this next stunt you know i'm just like i'm i don't think he's a real human there's no way an, an actual human being on this earth is that good looking is in that good of shape and is able to do all the things that he's doing in the show i just don't believe it so i have to watch this now so have you seen the zach efron show on netflix i have not i know of it. i haven't watched I never it. Watched I'm, it i'm aware of it so i watched all of those and when i saw that chris hemsworth was getting a nat geo show disney plus i was like oh boy roll my fucking eyes this is going to be like zach efron show where uh, he just flies around to third world countries and is like whoa you guys have a problem here and then leaves <laughs> and in in like some of them one of them he's in la and he takes his he's an la and he takes all of his la friends out to a water bar and they drink water for like 15 fucking minutes and talk about water quality and i was just watching millionaires get paid to drink water and was like shove this up your fucking ass so when i first saw hemsworth getting a show i was worried about that but now I'm totally oh. in. It does not appear to be Hemsworth f running around. It that is probably we we can stop the podcast now. That might be the greatest review we ever do on this show. That was a good review, sir. Thank you. That was excellent. Hey, you guys are poor. Bye. That's like that's fantastic, sir. Thank you. Thank you. Was there anything else noteworthy that was announced at, as part of Disney Plus Day that y'all are interested in mentioning? But I think we kind of hit all the big stuff. We hit most of it. I didn't know about the animated uh, Spider-Man uh, prequel. Oh, that's right. I didn't know about that. That was news to me. What's it called? Spider-Man Freshman Year or Freshman something Freshman Year, like something that? like that, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's going to be animated, probably have Tom Holland, I would imagine. Uh, and then... Yeah, it's animated him becoming Spider-Man because they kind of skipped it in the MCU, which I was fine and happy with. Uh, but it looks like we're going to get to see him make his costume and like all that beginning stuff and possibly finally find out what happened to Uncle Ben, you know. So <laughs> in the MCU version of Uncle Ben. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, he probably gets shot in the face, but you know, I want to know. 
I, I hope they still have the whole bone sauce segment. <laughs> Where he, like, goes and fights the wrestler? Yeah, and I hope it's still uh, a Macho Man knockoff. I hope they don't get rid of that. That was too good. Well, that was uh, Tobey Maguire, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was in the Tobey Maguire version. So, um... So, well, this kind of works perfectly, uh, you know, going from the announcements to transitioning into some of the stuff put on the service, because this goes into the our actual fresh out the box takes for the week and things that we've been been watching. And so the two big ones um, are Jungle Cruise and uh, Shang-Chi and Legend of the Ten Rings. And Gary, you watched both of these for the first time. Of yes, these. I was Jahan, busy. Did you watch- I wanted to watch Jungle Cruise. I couldn't fit it in. I had so much stuff to watch before our stream. Uh, I was even watching something up until you guys logged on. But yeah, yeah I watched some cheat. I was downstairs watching Red Notice up until four minutes before the stream started. I was it's like scarfing down dinner, watching Red Notice. Like okay, oh. okay. <laughs> I was Don't watching worry, Arcane. You're not missing too much, Gary. Don't worry. <laughs> I've, I've been watching a little bit of Arcane also, Jahan, but just the first episode. Yeah, I'm excited to talk about all that stuff. But yeah, fresh out the box takes here. Uh, what have you been watching, Drew? What do you want to start with? With those, with the Disney Plus. I want to hear what y'all thought about um, Shang-Chi. Oh. Let's talk about Shang-Chi. I like Shang-Chi. Gary first. I, I like Shang-Chi. I thought it was really good. Did uh, you? I, yeah. Good. Gary was teasing us before he the show started. He was teasing us before the show. Like he did not like it, so th- this so is good. it straight up opened up with some Dynasty Warriors type shit, with him just, like, smashing through, uh, you know, crowds of people with giant arcane electric weapons. So I'm in, right? Because I love Dynasty Warriors. Um, and then we go straight into Crouching Tiger Hidden Marvel, the first time that he meets uh, the, the mom. Which, really cool fight scene, really pretty. They did a great job. Like, you know, more of a choreographed dance, beautiful colors, great music, with them falling in love while they're fighting. Uh, Cool origin story. The bus uh, scene down the streets of San Francisco was so fun. Um, The end of the movie, the whole climactic fight was kind of uh, cheesy, silly fantasy, I guess. But uh, that bus scene... It did get out there, but it was really fucking cool. Like the scaffolding fight on the bamboo, those that was so cool. And classic. Then, not to like jump ahead, but Red Notice also has a scaffold fight in uh, very early on. They do. And having just watched Shang Chi, and then turn around and watch Red Notice having the scaffold fight, I was like, oh boy, Red Notice, like oh boy, you have a long way to go. Like holy shit, Disney scaffold fight was so cool. Gary, I'm over two months removed from seeing Shang-Chi, and I felt that same way. So it's not even, I mean, I know you have the extreme recency bias, but I'm removed from it, and I still felt that way. So you're you're in the right state of mind. Shang-Chi had a ton of big hits. I love it. I love in the end that his sister is still up and running and that she has the, uh, you know, the empire now that, you know, they're not gone. They just have a different leader. That's something I hate. When uh, movies they had they build this cool thing and then they put it in the trash and I'm like why like polish it up take it back out use it again like keep it going yeah uh, so they kept the the organization that is the Tin Rings and she that sister we we saw some you know a couple of different flavors of her character but she could be just as bad as the dad uh, that remains to be seen she doesn't seem like she'll be that brand of evil but yes she definitely 
she was an anti-hero at best, and her fight scenes were awesome. Uh, she fought with the uh, rope dagger. Uh, fought, like, the way Black Widow should have fought in the Black Widow movie. She, it was... she fought, like, a monster. It was awesome. Uh, and then, yeah, so I loved it, too. I also loved it. The bus scene was is one of the greatest fight scenes I've ever seen in my entire life. It was fantastic. It was so fun. That was some next level shit. It was next level. It was awesome. Aquafina saved the day with the bus driving, which was kind of funny. Uh, she was she did a pretty good job as the comedic relief. Um, I like Aquafina. I don't know what it I is. do too. Her humor just appeals to me. Like I find her funny. I, I also I, find her I funny. Uh, and I thought she was definitely funny in that role in that movie, but I don't know if I know her from anything else. She's in so many things. I, I couldn't name something off the top of my head right now, but I've seen her in a lot of stuff. The uh, small sample size I have for her, which is one, she was great in that role. She was good comedic relief for sure. She's good comedic relief. and I uh, thought it was super funny whenever her like Bowmaster Sensei was getting carried away by a dragon <laughs> that she didn't even try to shoot. Didn't she even didn't, try. Yeah. She missed. Like, I was laughing out loud when he died, and Justin looked at me, and I was like, she didn't even try. She didn't, like, try she to didn't, even, him, no. she, she didn't even miss. No. She was just like, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> but besides that, besides that little moment, she was good. Yeah. Uh, nah, so I loved it. Uh, I loved the bus scene. Uh, the scaffolding fight, hot fire. It reminded me of uh, Rush Hour, Jackie Chan, uh, when they're on the scaffolds climbing uh, from the triads. It gave me, like, it was fantastic. Uh, and Ronnie Chang is in the movie. He was hilarious. He's from The Daily Show. Uh, he was the guy that signed them up for the fights. Or whatever that like fast talking dude, hilarious. It was cool to see Abomination fight Wong. Uh, Yo. I wasn't expecting that. Besides <laughs> just the fight, the uh, the fact that they went back through the portal together and they appear to be in some some kind of cahoots, even. Yeah, uh, they seemed to be I, friends at uh, after that fight, which was interesting. Yeah, which we saw Abomination was in the trailer, but I think it's clear Shang Chi's been at you know had been in theaters for like over two months and now that's on Disney plus. So we're obviously we're, we're talking spoilers here, but y'all go, I don't mean to interrupt y'all. Oh but, yeah, no, uh, yeah. We're talking some spoilers. doesn't even sure. really have that much to spoil. I mean, no, not honestly, really. Uh, some anyway. of the post credit stuff, uh, not even spoily. Uh, so I don't know. Yeah. I, I liked it a lot. Uh, I loved, uh, the scene with Aquafina's family when he came over and was eating their food. Uh, I thought that was very uh, genuine. It was a very genuine scene. I enjoyed that a lot. Um, actually, did I watch? I watched this with my mom. My mom liked it too. Yeah. Uh, the the character, their father, so cool. I love. I wasn't expecting the like thousand year old uh, warlord angle. Uh, Ben Kingsley coming back was a surprise. <laughs> I, I was surprised, uh, but like, it makes sense. Like, I should have expected. That was it. my exact reaction. Like, I was pumped to see him, and then I thought, but of course he's in it. Yeah, you know, was, of course. He was amazing comedic relief. Did you guys uh, see what uh, was the name of his little creature that's with him? Like Harris or something? Or it was it was ah, dumb. Yeah, <laughs> it was <laughs> dumb. <laughs> Is it Morris? It, it might have Morris. been Morris. Morris sounds Morris. right. That sounds right. That creature was stupid. 
I'll just come out and say that. It was that cute. That creature was stupid. It rem- it makes me think that somewhere at Disney, they just have, like, a folder you can click on where there are cute animals that you can put in your movie. And, Probably. Like, and they've tested already... Well kids. Yep. Yeah. These have tested well. We've already figured out the budget for turning this into a plushie. Like, just pick one and hit print. <laughs> and it's Disney ready to go. It didn't yeah. even have a face. Like, it biologically can't survive. Yeah, and... they just gave up on on that didn't they i it, it was like a butt it was like a butt with four legs and wings it was adorable but it was also a stupid yeah animal. the creature design team fucked that one up because the <laughs> other creatures there were cool like the giant lions that looked like stone lions yeah the the and uh then what do you the call them? dragon the the dark dragon was like awesome i loved it yeah, it looked so fucking cool with its tentacles. So one of the things uh, I didn't like about the ending, I didn't like that they, like, the portal closed, done deal, over. Like, I feel like some sort of evil should spill out into the world and, like, change something. So they have, like, a new origin to give people, you know what I mean? I feel like, I mean, honestly, not a deal breaker, just something maybe, I would have done differently. Maybe they did. You can always look back on this and say that was the event that powered somebody. That's fair. That is fair. Maybe it tied somebody, like somebody's dark dimension connection awakened, something mm-hmm. like that. Uh, what about you, Drew? You have, uh, what, what's your uh, opinion? Yeah. So I, I really liked Shang-Chi. Like, I, w- I uh, went to see it and was like mildly excited for it when i saw it in theaters and and came away really liking it and gary kind of touched on this earlier and it's exactly how i felt that i thought it was just super fresh and really great i thought those action scenes that y'all mentioned the bus the bus fight the uh scaffolding fight i thought all of that was incredible i thought that at the end the the last act when they kind of go to the mystical land and it becomes very marvel cg over the top dragons fighting whatever that's probably the stuff that i was the the most just whelmed by yeah um it felt the most marvel or hollywood thing to do but it didn't take away from the movie that much for me i still really enjoyed it but it just wasn't as as fresh as like those first two thirds were where i was like i'm just really blown away by it um that being said i i thought it was incredible i i have not revisited since it's been put on disney plus it's actually is going to be out on 4k disc uh in like two weeks or so so i'll probably buy it um when it comes out there just to because i'm a movie collector so i've got uh, two more uh two more shout outs for shang chi Honorable fucking shout out for the ever changing bamboo labyrinth forest that, that looked cool. cool as hell. And then um, every time he ran up the rings like they were stairs, when yeah, he would use the rings awesome. like steps, like it was fucking cool every time. Now that he has the rings, I hope that's a thing we get to see more because it's I, so cool looking. I love the way the rings were used. Because uh, I, I have a few more things. I love the way the rings were used. Uh, did you guys see the name tat, uh, painted on the side of that car that they were driving through the bamboo forest? It was... Because uh, it belonged it, to the guy with the one arm. Yeah, the, it was, wasn't it Razor Hand or something? It was the Razor, razor fist. fist. Yeah, and I oh, was yeah. dying. I was like, oh no, because he was like, my car. And then it says Razor Fist. I was like, you're the worst, dude. You're the worst kind of person. Also, earlier you said Crouching Tiger. Uh, the ant that they met, their ant, uh, she is from Crouchy Tiger, Hidden Dragon. 
like legitimately. She was in the uh, original and in the Netflix uh, Sword of Destiny uh, sequel. And yeah, she's actually a very famous. I had to look up stuff about her. Uh, she apparently started as a ballerina and became uh, a martial arts icon in the eighties. Uh, and she's in so much stuff. Uh, and I loved. So I also loved how much Wong was in this. Uh, the post-credit scene was cool when he picked them up to go like be like, we have to check out these rings. Uh, and you got to see Captain Marvel was there. That was cool. Uh, she was being flaky. I'm a little confused by the time frame of this movie. Because uh, Bruce Banner was there as Bruce Banner, and like mm-hmm. I'm like like when does this take place? Because they they referenced the snap having happened, so it's it, definitely post. I mean, this is one of the first you know within Phase Four or whatever. I so kept it's, telling Justin the same thing. It's now. Yeah, like, it's post yeah. snap. It seemed it's like post, it had you know. to be now, but Bruce Banner was normal again. Uh, but he was like, he had the arm sling on and I'm like, I'm like, okay, so maybe this is right after he snapped. Maybe he lost his hulkiness or something. I don't know. It was, that was just a little thing. I was like, what is this? This is confusing. Just, I just kind of, t- I, I, I didn't dwell. I, I just don't dwell on stuff like that too much. Like I just assumed that after end game, you know, when they adjust, maybe because of how he's come to control Hulk more, maybe he can revert back. Maybe, and yeah. do, you know, I don't know. Or maybe we'll find out more in She-Hulk. <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't care necessarily. In, in the tease for She-Hulk, we saw Hulk Banner, as Gary we said. We did. We so. saw Hulk Banner. I was so happy to see him in it. Uh, but yeah, so that was that was what I thought. I loved the movie. It was great. Uh, and I also just thought it was cool how, you know, you, y'all you talked a little bit about the sister in it, uh, yes. Shang-Chi's sister. And... Just a few Marvel movies. It just seems like it's kind of become a trend in, in some of these Marvel movies is like the cool sister. Like we saw that in Black Widow with Florence Pugh's character. And then, um, you know, people were very uh, taken with Shuri in Black Panther. So just between some of, you know, some of these other movies, it seems like there's kind of a trend in Marvel movies for like the, the cool sibling that can kick ass too. I, I used <laughs> to really like Shuri. Uh, but eh, I don't know. I don't know anymore. You can like the character. You can Yeah, I like the character. Get into the. I like the, the behind the scenes issues. The, the good ca- thing is that I hated the character, and I the barely things I know behind the scenes issues. I'm like, man, I hated that character. Good. I'm glad she sucks. <laughs> so funny. we can um kind of start drilling through some other quick things. Uh, Gary, Jungle Cruise. Yeah, talk, tell me about, what do you think about Jungle Cruise? I thought Jungle Cruise was uh, what you would probably describe as a popcorn movie. Uh, just adventure, uh, blah, 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 for family safe. Which is, yeah, that's fine. It's a family safe adventure movie. Uh, it was not J- James The Rock Johnson's best work. Yeah, <laughs> uh, not at all. In in fact, I watched Jungle Cruise yesterday, and I'm watching Red Notice today. So it's like I can't get enough Dwayne Johnson in my life. Um, uh, it wasn't it wasn't great. I don't know, maybe like a six out of ten or something. It's exact. I gave it a a, a three out of five as well. Six out of ten yeah. is the equivalent of that. I. I like in, yeah, it's a decent popcorn movie. I totally agree. I enjoyed it while watching it, and it's gonna spawn a franchise. I think that's their goal with it, and that's fine. You know, I'll probably watch 
more Jungle Cruise entries, I guess, but it's not something I'm going to get super excited for. I don't it, think I would watch more Jungle Cruise entries. The, the uh, This was a common sentiment at the time it came out in theaters, but it just kind of gave strong The Mummy vibes, like the Brendan Fraser Mummy movie, but even more... I guess fa- even more family friendly. That's kind of the vibes that Jungle Cruise it, gives it off. It gave me agree? those impressions from the trailers, uh, and I was excited to watch it because I like that movie so much. Uh, but yeah, and I do think you should still watch it, Jahan. Like, give will. it a watch. You'll at least be entertained. Mm. You know, I don't think it's it's nothing that we're gonna heap overwhelming praise onto, but it's so, fine. I actually look, will say, look, look that... at me, Drew. I like garbage. Right. Um, <laughs> do you, you know, like the Jungle Cruise ride, of course, right? The one in, yeah. in Disney World. Well, like one of the things on that ride is they always hit you with really fucking lame dad jokes. <laughs> like they always hit you with those. And that's kind of the thing is like what other hilarious new lame dad jokes they're going to hit you with. And he is a tour guide on a boat and hits people with lame dad jokes and lame fucking one liners the whole time. So I thought that was actually a really fun throwback to the ride itself that the movie is based on a ride. So how do you extrapolate the idea of the ride <laughs> to a movie? And uh, like the, they're even like a fake hippopotamus that he sets up and like, he's trying to like trick them and it, you know, there are like fake things along the route. So I thought that was another good way to extrapolate the actual idea of the ride to the movie. Uh, I thought they did a really good job of kind of abstracting that out and, and it showed and I thought it was fun. It is actually fascinating that Disney rides can become so iconic that they spawn movies about rides. Like what what is it? When, when are we getting Space Mountain? You know, like, I don't know. You can tell Jungle Cruise, it's not going to take off the same way it seems like, but, you know, they wanted this to be the next Pirates of the Caribbean. Like, yeah. I mean, Pirates obviously blew up. There were five movies and Johnny Depp had like this huge career, you know, surge after that movie. I think they wanted it to be that. I don't think it's going to be that. I like Emily Blunt. She is not Keira Knightley. And I like The Rock, but he is not Captain Jack Sparrow. And I love Emily Blunt. Like, I think she's super talented and great. But for whatever reason, her starring vehicles just do not take off the way they should. Like, she's going to hit. She's going to be in in this. She oh, and was see, bad I thought she was good in it. And, like, Ugh. she's fine in the Mary Poppins movie that I, she was in. But that movie as a whole wasn't that great. I liked her in Mary Poppins, actually. I thought she was very good. Uh, I think she might need, like, a new agent or something. Because, like, she, I, I forget what she turned down that she shouldn't have. But she's like, I'll never be in Marvel. And it's like, but you were in Jungle Cruise. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> like, I don't know degree of bankable i mean she's in the quiet place movies and those do well you know i those are fine like her it's just she just i feel like she should be a bigger star than she is and i feel like it's just because the none of her projects have really hit the mark as well as they want it to correct yeah i agree um all right cool well so that's jungle cruise um i will talk briefly you know one of the big releases last week this just kind of goes in line with the i think that was it for disney plus stuff for now but just in line in line with disney and marvel um i did go see eternals in Mm. theaters that's the new big marvel release that came out um last weekend actually so we're a 
I uh, was out of town, so I got back and I went and saw this. And um, it's fine. Can I, before, can I read? May I read your tweet that you tweeted after you saw it? Yeah, I don't even remember what I said. Uh, because I'm going to read your tweet and then I'm going to translate it into Gary language. Okay. <laughs> okay, so your tweet was I'm so excited. I found it difficult to emotionally connect with anything in Eternals, and a lot of things just didn't seem to work. I think I still had an okay time watching it with a question mark. That yeah, sounds like a point. piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> that whenever you get that review from Drew, that it didn't connect emotionally and they might have missed a few steps and he might have had an okay time watching it, lets me know that that's a piece of shit. Because Drew is accepting, and he's watching your movies for a lot more things than is it entertaining. Yeah. And if, if the big picture is, eh, with a shrug from Drew, that means from me it's going to be a huge middle finger. Uh, I feel like from what I saw in just in the trailers that this director it's just farts in bottles and then throughout the day opens those <laughs> bottles and gets a big fucking huff of them in between scenes and right after she huffs her farts she just does another fucking take drew talk about eternals i don't know what to do with that that's fantastic jesus so Christ. it's first off i think it's worth noting that eternals is two hours and 40 minutes long wow. it's a long movie and naturally there's going to be parts in it that drag and of the eternals there you know the the eternals in the movie there's 10 of them right so you're learning about them as it goes on and and it's like the ones that end up being cool don't get as much screen time as you want them to and then some of the ones that are more boring are central characters and it just it, a lot of people have said this, this is not an original idea by me, but like I, and y'all know me, I'm Mr. Movie guy and I prefer movies, but this being like a 10 episode series that kind of lost esque, where it focuses on a different one of the Eternals for each episode and you really get to know them. Seems like it would have been a great approach to this franchise, but um, instead you get a, you know, a nearly three hour movie that introduces you to all these characters and just kind of has this. So, so <laughs> Gary talking about the director, Chloe Zhao, who directed it, she just come, came off of an Oscar win for Nomadland. So she's like the most recent best director winner Yeah, and Nomadland won best picture. And I think she's very talented and her past movies are very like, real stories you know about real p people or you know it might be a fictional story but about real people and she films on location and and this is one of the first marvel movies where she actually did go out and shoot on location i think most marvel movies are shot in a studio on a green screen you know and it's all 90 percent green screen and this was really you know real locations but you're still getting super speed cgi fights on top of that so like you can't really even take in the scenery as much as you want to like i think what she brings to the table as a director is just not it's it's not the stuff that gets focused on or pointed out in marvel movies as much um i don't think that's an insult on her i just think you know i don't know it's just it's just a very interesting movie i don't have any 
ties to the Eternals characters. I didn't read Eternals comics. I, you know, I barely even knew of them. And I was ready to see this movie and be like, you know, ready for the Eternals to be the next Guardians of the Galaxy, right? Like this lesser known group that just has this killer movie that makes them mainstream names and these awesome characters. And this movie just didn't do that for me. I just sat and I watched it. And then I... As I said in the tweet, I was not emotionally invested. I watched what happened, and I there's some cool action. There's some neat yeah. things visually that happen, but like from a story standpoint, I left going, okay, you know. And there were points where I was like literally struggling to keep my eyes open, and then luckily an action scene would take place, and I'm like, okay, go, you know, I'm back, I'm back in it. Um, so yeah, uh, it's it's. It, going to be interesting to see what other people i think there's going to be hardcore marvel fans that still think it's a masterpiece and think it's great kind of like Zack snyder's justice league and the fandom around that there will probably be like people that praise this movie a lot for me i thought it was fine it was okay what would you do you you don't have to but if you had to put a grade on it what would you I'd put it right the same where I uh, put Jungle Cruise. Oh, I'd no. give it a, a <laughs> six out of ten. I'd put it right. That's what I would say. Like it's fine. It's fine. Hmm. So interesting. I will be interested. You know, come January or whenever this gets dropped on Disney Plus, and y'all watch it. I'll be interested to see. Um, what y'all I say might actually it. go see it in theaters. If you do, I... obviously we'll talk about it. It's interesting. Yeah. I just request, Jahan, that you not make this your birthday movie because boy, do I know. <laughs> no, we're going to go see Spider Man. Good, 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 good. I'll probably, see, I'm going to see this before my birthday. Uh, but yeah, no, I, so, yeah, there's been a lot of stuff going on with this movie. Uh, it got review bombed, uh, which sucks. Uh, it's causing Rotten Tomatoes to reevaluate their criteria and stuff. And uh, I've seen a lot about. And, like, it's brought up a lot of conversation about the demographics of that are critics, you know what I mean? And it's mostly cis white men uh, looking at it through that lens, blah, blah, blah. I haven't seen it. I don't know if it's any good. I look forward to seeing it. Uh, I hope it's better than you say. I really like the cast a lot. Uh, I will... I'll say this though about it that that I think you'll appreciate about this, Jahan, mm. is that like from a diversity standpoint, it's a very it it's done very well. Good. Um, good. I think that one of the things there's you know been some headlines that came out that there are some uh, countries that this movie will not be released in because yes. there's you know some um, there is a, a gay kiss and there, I believe it uh, Saudi Arabia specifically mm-hmm. that I, that's the one i can think of off the top of my head uh asked disney to remove it to show it and they said no and so it won't be shown so good for disney uh, right and, and in the movie when that happens it's like a very natural point of the story as you're learning about yeah. i won't spoil who or why or what but basically in the movie you you know the eternals have been on earth for thousands of years essentially is what the movie explains and it explains why they didn't help with the snap and what they've yeah. been doing and and all that but they've basically integrated themselves into society now and so they're all kind of living their own lives essentially and so um you kind of see where they all are 
and um and one of them has a family and that's and that's it and you know and it wasn't like a pandering kind of thing or it yeah. wasn't trying to be this in your face woke moment it just was what it was and it was very natural and i thought it was very well done you know not to I, i'm almost mad at myself that i'm even singling it out as a moment now but i think it's just because there's headlines about it it's it's worth mentioning there are, I yeah, thought it was yeah. handled well. i'm not sure you singled it out maybe saudi arabia did saudi arabia singled that drew's just addressing it absolutely and it's it's ridiculous like people kiss like Take yeah. out all the straight kisses, too, and then we'll talk, I guess. But, uh, yeah, no, I really like the cast. I'm excited. Kumail's in it. Uh, Lauren Ridloff from The Walking Dead. Uh, big fan of hers. Um, Salma Hayek. I don't know. It's got a cool cast. And two Game of Thrones alum as well. Yep. So um, I think the plot gets a little messy, as you would expect, when there's this many characters and trying to do, like, an origin. But, you know... Coming from, we just talked about the Shang-Chi origin movie, which I was, I really, really enjoyed. And yeah. this was an origin movie that I was actually probably looking forward to more than Shang-Chi. And I left going, okay, you know, that it is. So we'll see how, what they do in the future with these characters and how they're integrated into the greater MCU. I'll, I'll be genuinely interested to see. I mean, it definitely goes into the cosmic and is, is really hinting at some of that stuff and what's to come. So I think from that point, it's, it's worth checking out. Yeah, definitely. Um, no, I'll definitely be watching this one. So that's Eternals. And then um, we'll jump to, because we've already mentioned it a few times here, but Red Notice just dropped on Netflix this weekend. This is the movie starring uh, Dwayne Johnson and Ryan Reynolds and, and Gal Gadot. And, and so it's, um, I this movie, I had been seeing The Rock post stuff on Instagram like years ago when he was in the process of filming this. It just seems like it's taken forever to come out. I believe this is one of, if not the most expensive Netflix produced movie that there's been. It definitely uh, had a budget. Yeah. <laughs> you watched this too, Jahan, right? I also I watched anything. the whole thing, yes. I only uh, got I only got like three quarters the way through it because I had to come up here. But okay. I think I saw enough to talk about it. There's there's some stuff in the ending that I think uh, there's some twisty stuff that we yeah, shouldn't talk we about because it's brand new. Yeah, so you're yeah, good this movie just came out yesterday. We won't spoil. I think you should finish it just to see what happens. <laughs> but that being I think said, I, based on what I had seen, I think I plan on finishing it. Uh, I thought that their buddy cop. Uh, banter was better than the Hobbs and Shaw buddy got banter, without a doubt. And seeing Ryan Reynolds play sort of, uh, uh, he was, you know, he's the thief and The Rock is the FBI guy, right? So The Rock's playing the cop as usual. And instead of seeing Ryan Reynolds playing the usual federal agent or hero, now we're seeing him play like a smarmy bad guy, uh, which is similar to what he plays, but it's fun to see him in a little bit of a different role. Uh, He's still a smartass. He's still Ryan Reynolds playing Ryan Reynolds. Um, but The Rock is still The Rock playing The Rock. And everybody knew that when they hired those guys, I think. Yeah. My my um, favorite part about James The Rock Johnson is that he is in so many things all the time that we never have to stop bringing up that Drew called him James. 
Uh, and it's just kept it fresh because he's in a new movie every month, it seems. And it's, it's just, just really ten funny. times more embarrassing because when that happened, <laughs> I had just been talking about like how hardcore of a wrestling fan that I had been <laughs> for so many years and then just totally botched his name for some reason. I, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Drew's a huge wrestling fan. He was super embarrassed. Oh, my God. You want to hear... So, Letterboxd is the app that I use to log all my movies that I watch. And I sometimes will write little reviews on there, too. So, anybody that's interested in that, feel free to follow me. Do y'all want to know what I wrote about Red Notice after watching it? Yes! I said, If a movie with this much action still causes you to be bored, something is wrong. Wow. That's it. That's what I wrote. Dang. Uh, I thought that Ryan Reynolds was funny. He is. (laughs) I just think the Ryan Reynolds Deadpool kind of shtick is getting stale. It just didn't do anything. Fucking absolutely fair. I'm not sure it's a Deadpool shtick, because if you go back and watch Blade Trinity... If you go back to Van Wilder... Yeah, that's just who Ryan Reynolds is. That is just who he is. But he was just able to marry that to Deadpool so well because he is Deadpool. What a great fit. Uh, It was great when he, you know, when he took over, it was great news because he is Deadpool. And so it's it's hard to, I guess, try to disconnect him from that. But that is who he is. That's who he was before Deadpool. I do get what you're saying. I feel like it's amped up a little bit since Deadpool or Deadpool was became such a hit that it's like, okay, now, you know, every time you get Ryan Reynolds, he's going to be doing his Ryan Reynolds thing. And I do enjoy that to an extent. But in a movie like Red Notice, I just was like. He even know. he even broke uh, the fourth wall a little bit uh, at one point, and I was like, "Come on!" Like I was like, "Don't do it in everything." Uh, but it's at a part Gary didn't see yet. But they're looking for a box, and they're trying to find it. And uh, he's like, "I wonder where it is." And then uh, Ryan Reynolds is like, "Look for a box marked MacGuffin." And I'm like, "Come on, man!" Oh yeah, like yeah, that was good. Come, come on, right? That type of stuff I like. You know, the play on the genre in general it is funny but um, like it was just he you know that he does that all the did, time uh, and it's did just... you guys did you guys see that first scene where they walked in and met the bishop for the first time mm-hmm. we saw the whole movie yeah she was looking gal gadot was looking foxy with them boots and that hat though. gal gadot <laughs> jesus christ <laughs> i think i messaged you guys i was like holy shit gal gadot. <laughs> calm down like there's no assumed, need. It's, it's, I assumed that's what you meant by that. I too. think. I think honestly, the way that you guys uh, were talking about Hemsworth earlier, her and Hemsworth need to wind up together and make a super baby because they're just the most attractive people, and we're all just a bunch of slubs. The world could not mention, handle. Uh, honorable shout out to Margot Robbie. No offense. Fair. Uh, you can also have Hemsworth babies. Fair. I. I like gal in general like i think she's great as wonder woman i think she has an interesting screen presence as a like as a movie star but i just think she has so little range that in watching this i was just like she just other i mean she's nice to look at sure but yeah. like otherwise i actually I, thought she was really good at it for me 
I mean, it's not like The Rock or Ryan Reynolds are known for their range either. Yeah, I, I actually think of the three of them, she's by far the best actor in the movie. <laughs> oh, interesting. So there you go. Um, no, I mean, I I watched <laughs> right. the whole thing. I, I enjoyed some of the action, but I just thought it was... Um, you know, if you took, the, if the movie studios were like, hey, let's just put in all the elements of movies that hit right now and make it, you know, enter those things into a machine and it'll churn out a movie. This it is the movie. It does seem like Netflix it. has a script writing AI. It does. You're not wrong. I think yeah. that this movie is exactly what you would think this movie was if it you is. looked at the cover of this movie. Like, back in the blockbuster or Hollywood video days, if you saw that this movie came out and you saw the cover and you picked this up and took it home and watched it, it's exactly what you think it would be. Cover's literally just the three stars standing next to each other. Isn't that the cover? Mm-hmm. It's, it's yeah. Not, that's also the movie. <laughs> it says yeah. nothing other than, the, hey, here's these three movie stars you like from other big franchises. That is exactly right, Drew. Here's Black Adam and Wonder Woman and Green Lantern. Oh slash God! Deadpool, you called it all, in the, all, all in the same movie. Well, because I was going the DC side first. I, but I heard that there might be a Green Lantern show coming up, and it actually looks good. But there is, there is. It'll be on HBO Max. We'll but talk we about won't. It later. You will not get me off topic, Jahan. I'm you sorry. You said Green it. Lantern. <laughs> um. Yeah, so that's Red Notice. I, I will say, I mean, it definitely looks, when I was watching it on my TV, like, they did pump money into this. It looked nice. It my was shiny. True, and... I have a nice TV. The... It, was, it was better than Jungle Cruise. <laughs> the aesthetic kind of reminded huh. me of, like, a Fast and Furious movie. Um, a, oh. a I, slight, I, I would give slight. this movie uh, probably about a six or seven. Uh I it, it's one thousand percent watchable. Uh, I gave it a four. Ooh. I agree with Jahan. I'd give it a six or a seven. I think it's just as watchable as Jungle Cruise. Um, it, I will say yeah. there's one gag that made that I thought the funniest gag in the movie, which Gary, you would have seen this because it's at the very beginning, uh, is after the chase and the, the rock is outside and he jumps into this like super fancy car revs the engine and you think like a huge car chase is about to happen and he as soon as he moves forward just gets to t-bone that that (laughs) killed me that was so i thought because like i knew i knew he went to like jail or whatever i thought that was why (laughs) so i think what really like i was i knew when i when i hit play that it was the most expensive netflix movie because you had told me that prior to but when he jumped in the car in fucking that exact spot and it was sabotaged by Beastie Boys that came on. And that's such an iconic song. And I was like, bro, they bought the rights for sabotage. Like, okay, so there goes some of the budget. And then, they and then he just play. immediately smashes a fucking Audi. And I was like, yep, there goes some of the rest of that budget. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, I bet they just, yeah, straight up smashed it. Why not? <laughs> So I, I had a good laugh about that, just knowing, like, yep, the, no shit, it's an expensive movie. And, yeah. and Sabotage is such a fucking hype pump-up song anyways, and it just immediately gets cut off. I, which there's also fun. a cameo towards the end. I'm not going to spoil it, 
But holy crap, that made me laugh. You remember, Drew? I'm struggling to think of what at, you're... At the, uh, at the wedding. Uh... <laughs> Do you know who I am? It's, it was just really funny. There's a cameo that's apparently incredibly forgettable. I was dying. I'm blanking on this. But anyway, we don't have to dwell on <laughs> you that. You don't have to dwell on um, it. No, it, was, it, it made me laugh. And that was also some of the budget, I guess. I will say this, though. Like, this is a perfect Netflix movie. Like, this is, this is where this, you know, I went to Netflix. I watched it on a Friday night. And I said... You know, even though I was not as high on it as y'all, I said, eh. But, I mean, that's what I subscribe to Netflix for, right? Is, like, sometimes those mindless kind of action movies to throw on, and especially one that looks as shiny and new as that one did with big-name stars in it. I can't complain too much about that. I couldn't have said it better. I just wish it could have been more. I wish it was great, and I just didn't think it was great. It definitely wasn't great, but it's definitely watchable. Uh, If you're bored, pick it up. If you're not bored, don't bother find something else to do. I don't know. It's fine. And it's watchable and it's got action and it's got Gil Gadot and some comedy. So Oh, oh, I I know the the <laughs> cameo that you're speaking of. It's uh, it's not necessarily an actor, is that right? right. Yes, it's not necessarily an actor. I yeah. looked it okay. up. It's uh he he was on SNL last week. <laughs> so there's your your hint um okay well that's red notice and then um i guess what we'll do because i think we're running a little long on this only a little we're running a little long i have two things that i need to get out yeah Um, but one of ours is together so i'll just do first of all battlefield battlefield 2042 is coming out on friday that is november 19th and so that's coming out it's already out no it comes out November nineteenth. Is you there can... was there a way people could play it? There was a beta past Friday. Yeah, there were betas and there were like pre-order betas and stuff like that. But um, and there might be yeah, early access for. There might be early people. access, and if that's the case, I need to get on because I actually pre-ordered. Uh, so I need to do that. But I've been out of town. Bye, Gary. Uh, no, just... So so Battlefield, and then the other one, of course, is Forza Horizon Five. I've been saying it's coming to Game Pass for a couple weeks now. It came to Game Pass. Jahan doesn't care about racing games, so he gives it two thumbs downs. Uh, he's a Mario Kart guy uh, through and through. Mario Kart for life. Uh, Drew and I have been fucking with Forza Horizon 5. Uh, I love it. It has roads you can discover, and it keeps track of that at the bottom of the screen. It shows you, compared to your next closest friend, how many roads you've driven and how many experience signs you've crashed out and how many races you've completed and what your experience level is. And so all the time you feel like you're competing with your friends in this cool open-world arcade racing game. Street races, drifting, off-road, cross-country. It's got everything but motorcycles. I absolutely love the Forza series, uh, the, the Horizon series in particular. Uh, I don't like driving simulators, but I do like racing games. And this really brings back a classic free world open arcade style that I just can't get enough of. Uh, I already have like $4 million in that game. I just haven't spent anything. I can't stop playing. <laughs> I put my Spotify on, put on my own music, turn off the game's music, and just go for hours. I don't know, Yeah. I just can't get behind I, I just don't give a shit about cars. <laughs> I echo everything Gary says. I mean, like, I I, I understand, Jahan, because I'm the same way. Like, in yeah. general, I'm not a racing game fan, but I think that just trying to um, 
trying trying to categorize this game as just a racing game is almost like an insult to what it is because it has so many RPG elements to it and 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 just an open world things and just I mean the game's gorgeous yeah. and um, the races are are fun and the lo- the different locations are are awesome and the weather effects and the cars look great and and what Gary was saying like you're just constantly rolling and unlocking new stuff and earning money and like you make money and you can buy cars but you're also constantly unlocking cars anyway so like yeah. you don't really need to buy them and then like you every unlock time wheel spins and wheel spins give you more cash and more cars and you're just like what the fuck am I supposed to do with all this shit like. Uh, and in Forza Horizon 4, they kind of suffered from where you would stall out, and it, it felt like you were waiting to buy the next thing, and they solved it in Horizon 5. You just get more money than you fucking know what to do with, so they keep you playing. That's good. Um, and the wheel spins are fun every time, because you might get, you're like, sometimes you're hoping for money, and you unlock a new car, and you're like, eh, I didn't want a new car. But you got a car! I mean, it's it's neat. And the how about that first mission, cool. Drew? Oh, incredible! the for The first race, the way that it drops you in, literally, is uh, it was it was breathtaking. Like I'm not not to be too hyperbolic about it, but I thought, I mean, it blew me away. So there's a jumbo jet. Just you drop in four different times from a jumbo jet, each time with a parachute. Except the last time, it gets so close to the ground that you back out in like a Corvette Stingray. So, like, you jump into the mountains with a parachute. You race down the mountains, and you're racing towards the festival. Other cars are pouring in off the hills and coming up off the beach, and they're all racing you towards the festival. And then the camera switches back to the jumbo jet. Boom! Another car comes out. Now you're street racing towards the festival. And then the music changes. The cars change. The location changes. And the whole thing takes place in a a dramatized version of Mexico. So it's a small, condensed, tropical, mountainous, plains, ocean region. It's just... It's a gorgeous location. It's such a fun game. Uh, and, and I think a lot of the draw to it, it, it like Drew says, isn't the racing, but uh, exploration. You get you you unlock zones and you unlock the barn finds and stuff. And so there's a reason to just drive around. There's a reason to explore instead of just go race, race, race. And when you're exploring, you're still gaining experience and money. And there are stunt jumps where you're like, you know what? Let me just turn around and haul ass down this hill and see if I can jump a thousand yards real quick. And, and then I'll get back to searching for stuff. Uh, it's the just game, a great game. Yeah, and it doesn't hide anything from you either. Like the signs that Gary's talking about that you can smash that sometimes they give you experience or sometimes, you know, whatever. Those show up on your map when you get close to them. So you're just can constantly just go around and, and find them. And, and sometimes they're just a sign that's out in the open. Sometimes it's on top of a building and then you're going, okay, so what around here can I launch off of to get on top of this building to get it? Like it keeps you kind of wanting to do tricks and stunts and find different things. Sometimes there's just on the map, random speed traps where you're just trying to drive as fast as you can through a certain spot on the map to try to get stars, which gives you experience, which gives you more money, which gives you, you know, it's just like, it gives you reason to do all these things. And yeah, it's like, it's one of those games where I'll jump into and think, "Ah, I'm just going to play like a race or two here, you know, for 30 minutes and then I'll be, done and then like two hours later i'm like i didn't even do the two races i meant to do i did a whole bunch of other stuff so yeah yeah it's it's i've dabbled in some of the forza horizon games this one though like immediately i got sucked in and i've put in probably like 10 hours or so in the first week i mean it's i've really enjoyed it no definitely i mean it looks cool uh yeah if you're a racing fan go for it uh 
I might even try it. I don't know, but because I'm not a, it, like it is like 114 gigs, yeah. and so that <laughs> it's, yeah, is, it's massive. I'll probably play it on my computer if anything. Uh, yeah. Other than that, that's my only complaint. Is it's 112 or 114 gigs, but Call of Duty Warzone is 130 gigs. So that's just the world we live in now, and we're gonna have to get used to that. Yeah, that's fair. Yep. Uh, well, I know that that's most things off Gary's list. Jahan, you have a bunch of things here. Is there some stuff you want to just drill through real quick? Uh, I I was just gonna push a lot of it to uh next week because I don't have a lot next week. Uh, okay. And a lot of the stuff I really do want to kind of dig into. Um, but yeah, real quick, I did watch the first episode of Arcane, and I like it, and I'll talk about it more uh, next episode. And that is the League of Legends show, League I believe. League of Legends show, yeah. And the animation is actually fantastic. I hate a lot of Netflix animation that they do. Uh, like the Dragon Prince, I think it looks dumb. Uh, this looks great. It's beautiful. Yeah, I, I watch all the Netflix animation stuff, and I agree. Sometimes their animation can be hard to, to suck down. But Arcane is kind of cool. And there's a new Imagine Dragons intro song. If you're a League of Legends fan, you'll know that Imagine Dragons yeah, did a season the song. And uh, they yeah. did a season song a couple of seasons ago that was a huge hit. A song called Warriors that I love. And so it's kind of cool that they came back and did another League song uh, as a League fan. For yeah, Imagine so. Dragons did the, the theme song. Pretty cool. Uh, I can touch more on that later. And I was just going to push some stuff. Because a lot of the stuff I have for next week is like hey did you know about this and like not really long conversations so fair enough um well then if y'all don't mind real quick before we end this episode i'm just going to take y'all to uh to drew's oscar buzz segment um this is this is a new thing that i'll probably bring up from from week to week um because right now you know as i've made it abundantly clear on past episodes is i get really into the awards season and everything for movies and which is a completely arbitrary and stupid thing and i totally understand that um the awards <laughs> circuit in general it's so I, very I, you though yeah i'm very self-aware about it but it doesn't change the fact that i'm super into it everything and, in the world is arbitrary and stupid <laughs> <laughs> true very true um, so I just want to know, uh, I had talked about this a few weeks ago when I talked about, uh, some of the, the festival, the film festival circuits going on and like, as Oscar campaigning begins, um, I went and saw Spencer, uh, this past week, and this is the Princess Diana biopic question mark, if you can even call it a, a biopic that stars Kristen Stewart as princess diana this is worth noting because as of right now where where the awards circuit stands kristen stewart's probably the front runner to win the best actress oscar this year for this role and so i was curious to see it <laughs> based on that alone which gary is like just Gary's taking off his head taking off the headphones and i know that she is stereotyped by a lot still as the girl from twilight i think since the Twilight movie, she's been doing a lot of independent stuff, trying to remove herself from that stigma. And I think that she's actually pretty talented if you watch the right stuff. Not the Twilight movies. And uh, she is... um, 
She's she's good. She's very good in Spencer. Actually, this movie is strange. It's directed by Pablo Lorraine, who does kind of a different twist on biopics because it's not necessarily telling a true historical story. It's showing a snapshot of a person who really existed in history, but moments that were kind of behind the curtain and what it could have been or what it may have been like, if mm. that makes sense. Yeah. Um, it's like a, a what movie... if of real life. Right. So he did a movie called Jackie that starred uh, Natalie Portman portraying Jackie Kennedy. And she was nominated for an Oscar for that a few years ago. And, and it's an interesting movie, too, that I actually liked it more than I liked this one, um, Spencer. But um, this movie takes place over a Christmas weekend. So over the course of three days, Christmas Eve, Christmas Day and Boxing Day. And this is probably it doesn't tell you the year, but it takes you know, it has to be in the early 90s, Princess Diana and what she's going through. And the movie opens with an interesting t text on screen where it says a fable based on a true tragedy is how the movie opens. And so it's just like her battling her being part of the royal family and all the things that she hates about it and also dealing with her husband, um has been having an affair that was publicized, but all the media attention seems to be on her. And um, she also struggles with eating disorder and struggles with self-harm and all these things. And these things are all real things that Princess Diana yeah. dealt with. But the movie portrays them in a weird way, and it's almost like a horror movie when you're watching <laughs> it in, in certain ways. Um, it kind of was a horror movie, though, so... Yeah, it's just like she's very trapped. Where is is how it comes across? And yeah, and, sometimes uh, the lives of the rich and famous aren't quite as nice as they seem from the outside. Exactly, and the the strange traditions of the royal the royals in general, which I know are a subject of fascination for a lot of Americans in general, definitely for Europeans, but even for Americans, there's there's a fascination there. It's not my thing. Like I just could not care less about the royal family and what's going on there. But, um, you know, I know that that's not the case for everybody here, but, um, and I mean here as in, in the U S not here within this podcast, cause I'm assuming that y'all aren't reading about the British Royals in your spare time. It's just, just an assumption. Me, Drew. maybe that's how <laughs> I spend my afternoons over tea. <laughs> it's not though. I, couldn't care less about the royal family of England. Right. So <laughs> I anyway. I hate Kristen Stewart and not because of Twilight. I hate her because of SNL. Uh, she was on there and whenever someone's on SNL, you get to see uh, bits of and pieces of their true personality during their monologues and their outros. And I just don't fucking like her. That's fair. That's fair. Um, yeah, it's going to be interesting. She's, you know, I saw her on uh, Jimmy Fallon this week. She's doing the talk shows. She's doing the festivals. She's making her appearances. She's shaking hands, kissing babies, all the stuff that uh, uh, actors typically do when they are campaigning for an Oscar. And so, um, you know, she's she's doing all the things she's supposed to do from that standpoint. So it will be interesting to see what happens. It seems like right now her biggest competition is... Um, uh, Jessica Chastain for a movie called The Eyes of Tammy Faye, um, the famous TV televangelist. So, anyway, right, um, right, 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 right. I've seen yeah. the trailers for that movie. Yeah. So, um, 
Anyway, that's Spencer. I just wanted to talk about it. Overall, I thought her performance was good. Overall, I thought the movie was okay. It's one of those movies where like it probably won't get nominated for Best Picture. She'll get all the praise for the acting. The movie itself uh, is interesting, kind of slow at times. I mean, it's what you would think and the subject matter i guess depending on your interest there so it's fine but that's it for drew's oscar buzz corner for this week there will be more in the future as i see some of these other um oscar buzzy movies there's a good chance this year that with um they're gonna have 10 nominees for best picture and there's a good chance that dune gets in there just because it's kind of the big budget spectacle film this year and they want to have things in the best picture race that make the everyday viewer want to watch because the oscar ratings have just been on a free fall the past years like people do not watch it used to be like the super bowl of movie events where everybody in the country watched and now people just don't care and that's not just the oscars that's the emmys that's the that's every award show they're doing what they can to get people to watch but people just don't care or they have other options of what to watch now they're not locked into the only thing that's on tv on a sunday night that's so. true Anyway, that's it. Um, I could talk for another hour about Oscars, but I will not. Instead, we can wrap it up, and we've got a whole lot of stuff that we'll talk about next week as it is. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Thanks for adding an air of legitimacy to fresh out the podcast uh, critic ranks there, Drew. We appreciate you watching the movies that we don't want to. Uh, but I'm yeah, here for. <laughs> thank you so much, uh, everybody, for listening and for watching. Uh, I've been Jahananon. I'm at RockFact on Twitter, uh, at Jahananon1 on TikTok, if you're interested. I'm CasualtyCDG. You can find me at CasualtyCDG on all the social medias every Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Jahan and I are over here on twitch.tv backslash Jahananon, or we're on YouTube at Fresh Out the Box. Uh, we are doing tabletop role-playing games, we're doing board games, we're doing interviews with professional game designers and directors and producers and anyone in the game industry that wants to talk to us. So come by, check out our channels and our interviews, and always follow Fresh Out the Podcast. And I'm Drew Munhausen. Find me at Drew Munhausen on Twitter. And that's it. Thank you for listening to episode 19 of Fresh Out the Podcast. Bye, everybody. Have a good night. Stay fresh.